0: SafeBand is the indigo-silicon wristband that lets people know that you, or a member of your family, has been vaccinated to protect them from COVID-19. And with every SafeBand that's ordered by you, or people like you, we donate one to a frontline key worker or vulnerable member of the community. Slowly, life will return to how it once was. Until then, we're determined to get things back to normal for those who've taken the first step. Find out more by clicking the link in the description or visiting safeband.me. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. And West Ham United have provided uh, an amusing detour this week by losing a game of football so that we can find variety in what we talk about on this podcast. Here to celebrate uh, that recent defeat (laughs) are, as always, Jim Grant. Good evening. Hello, Jim.
1: Everything alright? Hello. Yes, very good. Thank
0: you. Right, is this just too self-conscious a conversation for you? You're, you're, you're <laughs> well, aiming to get out of the conversation. Should, you feel there's nothing just to crack say. On. Right. Crack okay. On oh no. Talk about no, the football. No chat. No chat. No. All right. No. Okay.
1: All right. Well, nothing to say, if, that's really. how,
0: if that's how you want to play <laughs> it, Jim,
1: then, then <laughs> well, my so, life, my life it's is so, beat. so repetitively tedious. There's nothing to report. Right. I, I organised my shed. I reorganised my That's enough, shed. Jim. What, that's enough. That?
0: There, there simply isn't time, Jim. Uh, here also is uh, one of our favourite guests. Uh, it's great to have him on the podcast. He is uh, a, a massive podcaster himself, journalist, broadcaster, and now... Po- uh, 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 multi-podder. The multi-podder. Multi-podder. Yes, multi-podder. Mm. It is, of course, Sam Delaney.
2: Hello. Hello, Sam. Hello.
0: Everything all right there?
2: Yeah, I actually no no joking, no irony. I would like to hear about the rearrangement of Jim <laughs> Shed, and well, it's, your, it's your podcast, so maybe you don't think now's the time, but that I that is the sort of thing that actually fascinates me as someone who doesn't actually own a shed, or I've got like a quite a oh. small plastic. I mean, really, it's a glorified storage unit from Homebase, right. so it's not, it's not a shed you can go inside yeah. and potter yeah. about in. But oh. it's something I obviously dream of, and yeah. I envy yeah. you greatly, Jim. And yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to do a shed pod with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, any time, any time. Mm. Well, I've, I've got very many handy tips about where to hang various, uh, you know, implements and tools and things.
2: Do you ever spend... and I have to
1: sort out your little drawers with screws and bolts? Oh, and I that love that those kind of drawers. Thing. I bought a Dymo labeler.
0: Oh yeah! I've, I've, I've now we're talking. No
1: labels <laughs> for my my different, uh, you know, around. So you you, you can keep. Can you still
0: uh, get Dymo tape tape labelers, Jim? Cli- cli- well, yeah, yeah, they've evolved, yeah. evolved though. they've moved, moved on. Right. They're in the digital world. They're computerized now. Well,
1: yeah,
0: right. you
2: uh, you keep a a pretty a pretty slick ship shaped shed. By the mm. sounds of things, you don't let it, it- get all muddled and. Uh, well,
1: that's the point. It was all muddled, muddled, and and now it's it's. I would say it's less muddled. I would Jim, say it's an interim sort out. Jim, I'm going to do, do the fine it, details later.
2: Do you use it only for practical purposes, or do you actually use it for some no. gym time? No practical purposes. I've you don't this, go in there when you, you just my, need my, a bit I'm of in peace my and man quiet game for, for gym
1: time.
2: Right, just a bit of gym time, thinking, yeah. working yeah. on your poetry and all that. Yes okay
1: and that's where i'm speaking to you from now yeah,
2: okay i mean that looks impressive too the dartboard's always nice to see dartboard, and yeah i can yeah. see a, a leather couch behind you as well which i should yeah, imagine nice you to the couch that's that's lying on sometimes uh,
1: yeah, and, and, and the flat screen TV on the wall. Oh, my this is like a, God. This is like man.
0: a very easy through the keyhole, because we, <laughs> this know, is, we
1: know who lives in a house like this. Through the gym hole.
0: Jim's,
2: yes. I call it through the gym hole.
1: And I would yeah. love
2: it if you guys every week yeah. did a little bit more of a reveal about Jim's domestic <laughs> yeah. arrangements.
1: Yeah. yeah. If like just like, and uh, now and it's time for shop. our regular feature,
2: Jim <laughs> About the House.
1: Can, yeah. Oh, look at the yeah. amount of yeah. books he's got. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of books. Wow, yeah, but he's books. read them all as well. Uh,
2: yeah, amazing. Well, quite a few of them,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> What's the yeah. best one, would you say?
1: <laughs> What's the best?
2: What's the what best, best, best book of all the, the books it, you own? Is it
0: is it middlemarch, Jim? Because you like you like Middlemarch?
2: That oh, is oh, my favourite
1: novel, Middlemarch. Is it?
2: Middlemarch, Yeah. Middle March. yeah. 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 I've never, is it on there? Really is, is it on it. That I can't imagine it's up your street, Sam. Well, what do you mean by that?
1: I imagine you're a little bit more Thick? contemporary oh. in your literary
2: taste. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, it was
1: just,
2: you know. <laughs> no, you're right. I couldn't make head on tail. I couldn't it's, it's not I couldn't make head on tail of it, but no, I don't really no, I, I didn't. I had a I had a good go at it at middle march because it's one of those things you ought to have a good go at, but no, it wasn't for me wasn't for you. Bloody long.
0: It's not for everyone. Bloody long. It's like it about a thousand. Very, long, very, long, long. very, long,
1: very yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not, that's
0: true. Um, I uh, I I awoke this morning uh, and I left the house and discovered that someone had stolen the catalytic converter from my car. <laughs> Fuck. now. Uh, Yeah, and they do that with uh, you know, like an angle grinder or something that cuts through metal, and they just cut either side of the catalytic converter and take it out because it has uh, many precious metals in it. So they take these precious metals and they throw them into a volcano in Mordor, so the Goblin can't have the precious metals.
2: They'll have a smelter. They'll probably. They they sound like pros, so they'll they'll probably. They'll have a smelter back at back at their lockup.
1: Very yeah. common in station station car parks where the commuters go off to London and leave there mm. when when they do you know do that um, yeah same thing happened to us in lockdown to my my daughter's car had exactly the same right. it's one of the few booming lockdown industries catalytic converters nicking catalytic theft,
2: converters
1: converter
2: theft yeah Fucking hell, I didn't know that that's something that I mean I don't know about you but sometimes when I hear about these scams I'm I'm not a law breaking person I mean. Petty laws in the past, obviously, but you know i'm I'm not a career criminal felt laws laws that are stupid like, like stupid
0: uh, laws yeah stupid laws like
2: um ones that I think any right minded person can agree are stupid yes, I feel exactly. it's fair game for you to break yeah. them yeah. like the theft of catalytic converters, <laughs> and when I hear Eventually. these things, I often just think, <laughs> fucking hell, weren't I stealing catalytic converters? do you know what I mean Yeah. it's yeah. like have you ever been tempted to go into the um, stealing koi carp game? Is that no. a big uh, stealing
1: that's game? A big thing as well, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah.
2: they have so much money. And there was a park in West London, Holland Park, that's got a Japanese garden. And I used oh, to yeah. live not far from it. And there's fucking loads of them just swimming about and they're unguarded. And I'm like, well, you wouldn't need that amount of cash lying around, would you, in a park? But that's what it more or less is. It's a commodity. It's a fish, yeah. but it's, yeah. it's 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 worth it's like almost as valuable as gold. Yeah. And it's just it, they're asking for it. So I did once sort of plan out, but we couldn't work out how we would get the koi carp out of the park and then to the buyer without yeah. it dying en route.
0: Entering the That's park the problem, isn't it? It's dressed in scuba equipment. It's a really dressed in of scuba equipment. Right. Uh, in my local park, Finsbury Park, I have befriended one of the swans there. Oh, uh, are you thinking I'm of taking, stealing that? I could steal the swan.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, if you well, befriended it, it would be easy. You, crown, could just, isn't it? you could just be get be it to swan. follow you home. Yeah, I... it's one of the few crimes you can still <laughs> be hung by the neck until dead for stealing yeah. a swan. But is it worth <laughs> the risk? Yeah, because imagine you could sell it to some dopey like Russian oligarch for yeah. Who, like, yeah, you know, name your price.
0: It's very big,
2: very big. I like Queen Swan. It's good. Yeah. will look good on mantelpiece. You sell to me, Phil William. Name your price.
0: This, uh, <laughs> this uh, woman who used to live next door to me, she was a nanny in Moscow uh, for an oligarch, right? And he had... Um, <laughs> He had a a huge sort of, um, you know, it was an apartment, but it was like a kind of 15 room apartment in Moscow. And uh, he lived in it with his uh, girlfriend and his wife, who he'd walked out on. And the kids lived in an apartment next door. He's easier that way. uh, Yes, he's simple. (laughs) He's simple. um, It's nice arrangement. Yeah. Sometimes I go in wrong house. And it's not a problem. I'm not embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed. She should be embarrassed. Not she's seen,
2: she's seen it all before, you why know. She,
0: why is she trying to embarrass me? a simple mistake. I go in the wrong <laughs> flat. And he had um and he had uh lots of incredibly sort of expensive paintings, you know, like Picasso's and stuff like that. And um they were in the flat that his previous wife lived in, uh, so he would go next door to look at them sometimes. But then an art expert <laughs> was around, saying, <laughs> saying, um the way you've got your windows open, direct sunlight is coming onto these...
2: Bleaching the bloody pictures painting.
0: ...pictures pe- yeah. the painting. So what he did was he bought another flat and just moved his <laughs> wife into that flat. So now that flat is empty and just has the paintings in and the windows are closed, the curtains are closed.
2: Well, this you know? is why I'm saying, rather than doing wasting our time on these podcasts, we should be out stealing catalytic converters, koi cup and selling them to the Russian oligarchs yeah. because these people are crazy they got more money than they know what to do with. Swans, catalytic converters, koi carp. They'll buy the lot.
1: I'm imagining now the person who's switched on this podcast, a massive West Ham fan, Mm. I'll I'll listen to this for the first time. I've Mm. never given it a go before. It (laughs) says stop hammer time. Uh, I'm Mm. wondering what they might be making of it. Well, let's hope they're they're
2: a fan of the work of George Eliot as well. Because, yeah, yeah. It, it might know, be that yeah, it might be that
1: they, they're dead keen on Middlemarch.
2: Come yeah. for the football, stay for the literary chat.
0: Stay for the George Eliot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think my problem with Middlemarch is that I sort of didn't <laughs> realise it was supposed to be funny. So I got yeah, like that's about, what I, I know, got I like know a, what you mean. I got about 300 pages into it and I was going, yeah, it's all right. It's quite good. It's um, a decent
2: read. <laughs> yeah, It's no Bravo 2-0, of... <laughs> but no. I'll give it a go. <laughs> no.
1: No, no. Uh, uh, yeah, so, well, it's not all supposed to be funny.
2: No, but like they didn't have the SAS in those days, did they, Jim? So there was no, no really way she, oh, no, she could have shoehorned not. in definitely anything not. about an abortive mission in the Gulf or anything. Because no. I, I kind of no. like that. I like that to be at least a thread, a subplot in any book that I yes, read.
0: Any book you read, yeah. But they yeah. did.
2: I don't think they'd established special forces
0: no. in no. in the Regency.
1: No,
2: no. no. Yeah. What, where, when was that written?
1: 19th century, was it? Uh, yes, it was written, uh, around 1867. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's when nice I was written <laughs> yeah. yeah. 1867. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, what a year! Great um, Reform Act Disraeli, and all yeah. Around. Oh, it's the Reform Act, yes, yeah. yeah, so she was writing it under the yoke of Disraeli, yeah.
1: She was, Yeah, well, it was inspired by the 1867 reform act and is set in the time of the 1830, the build-up to the 1832 reform act.
2: Uh, To be fair, she did well to shoehorn in a few laughs
1: (laughs) in that context, (laughs) didn't she? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: 1867 would be five years before the first FA Cup final, which was 1872. Mm. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, that's mm. true. Uh, so yeah. maybe she saw that coming, I don't know.
0: She did. George Eliot saw the, the development. <laughs> she foresaw the development of the Premier League.
2: <laughs> <laughs> It'll be all about money before you know it, lads. <laughs> the true spirit of the
0: working class sport will be dead forever. Why, well, it would be most perspicacious for 20 of
1: the top teams to
0: separate into a <laughs> why not (laughs) Lord Adidas what do you think
1: about that (laughs) Bet365 yeah yeah well she likes to flutter tall jerry
2: does she yeah
0: Okay, well, that's all we've had time for <laughs> on uh, this Hammer time. Um, no, it's good we've talked about this actually because I, I started, <laughs> the, the last night's game uh, against uh, the the Hams played the Hams played the Busbies and yep. <laughs> um, it just went by. It's so I can't I, I almost can't remember anything of that match. It was so no. um, when there's an expression. It's a 37 game season. It'll be that game that was responsible for it because Mm. it's like that game is it's like a sort of mass hallucination. I I know I sort of saw it, but I can't remember the details and I think it may have been a dream.
2: Yeah, I couldn't Mm. really tell you what the play what any of our players did.
0: I had a sort of vision (laughs) of someone trying to climb Mount Rushmore. But what it was was someone attacking um what's his name's head. His thing in Jerry McGuire's enormous head. Yes, yes.
1: Um, um, let's it be honest. It and wasn't that's a what good I can remember. It wasn't no. a good performance. You know,
2: it reminded me it is, a lot of the of the cap game against United, which was tedious, it wasn't did. it? It
1: was very similar. It was like an extension of it almost, mm. really, wasn't it, in some mm. ways. Um, um, we were
0: poor yeah. though, I thought.
1: We, we were poor. Up. I thought it was our worst performance since the 2-0 defeat to Newcastle right at the start of the season, if I'm honest. Yes, it and, was. And, um, uh, you know, we've been very great supporters of Moyes on the podcast, but I, I, I've got to say, he got it wrong uh, last night. He got he got that tactically wrong. He got the personnel wrong. Yeah, you know, a bit of a blow losing four nows. Um, well, he actually, gives I energy thought, and, and so on. But, I mean, I thought that know, it was... On.
0: I thought when I, you know, saw that saw the team, um, you know, having a couple few weeks ago sort of thought, yeah, we've got a bit of uh, strength and depth for the first time in years. Actually, when both Jesse Lingard and Pablo <laughs> Fornals were missing, I thought, <laughs> oh, no, I don't think yeah, this game's exactly. going to go very well for us. I just thought that's a bridge right. too far. Both of those players missing. I thought, well, that's um, that's not good. Uh, and, and it was clearly that the sort of courageous thing would have been... To uh, you know, have what the team lineup was after the substitutions, but I did think you know that could easily go very wrong, and he'd just be slaughtered for guy. What was he thinking? Playing an old team of fancy Dan's instead of you know. Putting a bit I'm, of not sure I'm not I sure he would have. I don't think he would. I don't think
1: people would. I think people would have cut him some slack. So if that, I mean, let's face it, we were lucky to lose that one 0 um, oh, but yeah, for God. Fabianski's heroics and the woodwork, it would—it it probably was a 3-0, three, a 3 4-0 defeat performance, to be honest, yeah. without Correct. them having to play particularly well. Mm. Um, uh, and and the thing that struck me throughout, really, was that, especially as we started for five minutes, we were in their faces, weren't we? And we started yeah. quite, quite a, a good tempo. I thought tempo. we looked,
2: certainly, they're equal. And I thought this is going to be yeah. a very tight game, probably not a good game. But we're certainly in this game. But no, it didn't last at all. Uh,
1: yeah. We 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 handed them the initiative, sat back, and uh, without any kind of justification, it wasn't sort of some sense that they were they were this juggernaut of a team that we're going to be lucky to hang on. We should be matching them really in terms of in terms of uh, endeavour and, and, and attacking intent. Um, and it's interesting the guy in the in the um, in the Guardian when they do their ten talking points in the weekend. Will unwind. I mean, I, I, you know, it really struck me what he said because his takeaway from the game, the headline is Manchester United are not to be feared. I think it's worth mm. kind of quoting from. Actually, he said teams seem to travel to Old Trafford thinking the class of '92 are still providing the Manchester yeah. United backbone. West Ham were the latest to sit back and defend lacking the confidence that could see them break down a team with questionable stu- questionable stability at the back. Mm, There's a residual basically. fear that they can rip through teams, but under Solskjaer, they've rarely shown they have the capabilities to stun teams going forward. Sometimes the best form of defence is attack, as putting them under pressure is a better idea than setting up with a low block to stop a side lacking any sort of fluidity. And I think I just think that's that's right. He said he finishes up by totally. saying other teams should take no. Old Trafford is not to be feared. They're a different side now, one that can be got at, and we didn't get at them. And I, I you know, I tactically we got it we got it wrong.
2: I think that's right, um, and I, it's really disappointing when you add it into other games such as the Liverpool game.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, similar. Uh,
2: the previous games against United in the league and cup. Um, and I think the Chelsea game as well. A lot of these games where we weren't, where yeah, I mean, it's, it's a cliche, but it's like showing these teams too much respect. The the problem that Moyes could have in doing this approach, and I think we've seen enough now to know that this is a definite plan. It's not coincidence, right? No, no, he
1: no, goes absolutely.
2: in against any club that's a traditional top six side, and he Ooh, has Jim's gone
0: massively auto tuned. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Talk again, Jim. Uh, have I gone? Not weird? in my ears.
0: Oh, oh, maybe it's mine then. Yeah. Ah, right. yeah. am I still
2: weird well, in okay. your ears? No,
0: you're all right now. Okay, good. Yeah, maybe it's my end then. Um,
2: anyway, yeah, Sorry, I think you, you look at and he's clearly got an A game and a B game, and the B game is against t- clubs, not always clubs that are in the top four or five currently this season, but clubs that are historically in that, which makes it even doubly strange, you know, because you think, mm. well, yeah, I mean, you know, we're coming up against Arsenal next, right? Who are, mm. I would say pretty, you know, very average season. Of course, some great match-winning players, but Villa have great match-winning players as well. Palace yeah. have great match-winning players, even Leeds do. So why do we approach it so differently when we come up against these sides? I read somewhere, someone making a really good point, that what it can do, and some people suggest this even happened at Everton, where I think they never won the away game against the top six side, right? During Mm -hmm. his long tenure there. Uh, I think that's right. Um, And and what it does is it sends a message to the players that he doesn't think that they've got it in them. And what Moyes has done is generate a fantastic attitude in that squad. Coach the players to be much better than they were before. I mean, obviously we know all the good things about David Moyes, but this is a chink in his armor because you look at the players we got the, 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 these are FFS and players. You look at people like Antonio Rice Suchek, you know, these are positive-minded players, and particularly someone like Declan Rice. Declan Rice wants to be in the sort of team that can go toe-to-toe with anyone. He deserves to be in a team like that, you know. And how does he feel when it's like, lads, we're playing Man United at Old Trafford, so what we have to do is defend for our lives, try and come away with a point, and if we nick something, then that's a bonus. You know? Yeah. They don't want to yeah. hear that after what they've been doing. No. This
1: season.
2: They know they're good enough to go toe-to-toe with anyone. They are. But against Liverpool... And against United, he David Moyes cut their bollocks off, and that's um, a shame. And it yeah. will annoy them. Ultimately, it will annoy them. You know,
0: I. It's. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, because because. Because two sort of key players were missing last night. So I don't know if he would have set up differently. I don't know what he would have done if those two were available to him, for oh, well, example. I mean, I know on. the one literally wasn't because of Manchester United, but but I don't know, you know, I don't but, know. But, but
2: listen, four now's and Lingard, you could say, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a big loss. We had Ben Rama on the bench. Right? Yeah, why on yeah. earth? Ben Rama, to my mind, and I think quite a lot of West Ham fans would agree, should be starting most games. Right? I can see why sometimes he doesn't, and because of the way that Moyes likes to play, I actually think it's kind of lazy to think just because he's skillful and likes doing that makes he doesn't work hard or tackle.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It's,
2: uh, it's not the nineteen eighties where you, where it was true that pretty much any skillful player was also lazy. You know, luxury players yeah. don't exist. They all bloody run. Right. Ben Rama, I think, puts a shift in. I think Ben Rama should be starting even if everyone's fit. But if you have if you have two players absent like that who are both wide players and you still yeah. leave Ben Rama on the pitch, yeah, Mark Noble, every single West Ham fan, however much we all love Mark Noble, as soon as we saw the lineup, yeah. we thought, oh no, yeah, yeah. because Mark Noble saying. will not be able to keep up. With this match, yeah. and he didn't. <laughs> he was nowhere. Yeah. Um, he just wasn't just there. And when he,
1: the when he did receive
2: oh. the ball, he did the classic noble thing of what what we have to do in the in the in the way we play. So deep and just defend, defend, defend. Key to us ever scoring a goal in a game like that is when we do win the ball back, we play it first time. We look up, play it first time out of defence <laughs> up to Antonio and get it moving quickly. And to me, one of the key differences between us now and us a year ago. Is that Noble? Once Noble was out of the team, the ball started moving quicker when we were in yeah, possession. Definitely. Where yep. Noble did occasionally get on the ball yesterday on the edge of the area, he hasn't, it's not like he's thought, okay, I can see the way the wind's blowing. I better get on board with this. He still insists on turning one way, having a good look around, turning the other way, yeah. having another look around, maybe turning back again, then playing his pass. Actually, he's very good at passing and it, the, he doesn't lose possession. But what he does is, by that stage, United have all got back again. Slows the
0: game down. But yeah. that was when yeah.
2: he got the ball. Most of the time, he didn't because he just cannot keep up or keep pace. You know, I'm no fan of Lanzini anymore, right? I think he's a nothing player. I don't think he brings anything to West Ham. I feel bad saying it. I know it's because he had a bad injury, but it is what it is. He's, he's not, he doesn't bring anything to West Ham. But even. Even saying that, I'd have rather have started with him in central midfield to be the guy who g- g- went and got looked for the ball, got it, moved it on quickly.
1: Well, it, it made make more sense because he's a natural number ten. And that mm. and that and that was clear once once he once he came on. I mean, I was looking forward to this game. I was yeah, before I knew about the four hours injury, I was thinking, oh, this is a real chance, a real chance. Oh, yeah, other massive. results have got other results have gone our way. Mm. Um you know they must be gagging for this, and there must be they, you must be having to hold them back on a leash in the dressing yeah. room. Go out there and get just get them, have a right old go. And if we do get beat, we get beat. But let's you know, let's at least put them under some pressure and test them out a bit. But you know, you because know, they um, they would have wanted to feel we as good as United. Heart we're
2: as good as United. I think that Declan Rice would have been thinking, do you know what, lads? We're better than United. Yeah. And I would say that at our best. We we are better than them this season. You know, well, next season it might be different. But this season, we're playing three times. We've lost three times. So you have to say, well, they're better than us. But I think in every game, in the first game in the league, I thought we were the better team, right? And they mugged us. The second yeah. game, very tight. They edged it. I wouldn't say we were better than them. It was a close game. Third game, they deserved to win. But not because yeah. they were breathtaking.
1: No, yeah.
2: They deserved to win. <clears throat> Because they had so, more chances because we allowed them to have more chances than us.
0: Yeah, well, I think I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I think their their starting lineup was better than our starting lineup. Though I think you know it would have made mm. a difference with Lanzini and Ben Rama if we started. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, Noble, you know, may well just train really well or something. It seems a sort of strange. You know, Moy seems to be quite sort of sentimental about Noble. Gives him but quite the, a bit of game.
1: This issue is not just him as a player it's the, it's the fact that he's he's ending up then playing a three in that central midfield area
0: yeah
1: yeah they didn't look as though their roles were particularly clear if I'd accept playing sort of Suchet was slightly more pushed on than the than the than the other two Yeah, Um, I don't mean he's sentimental about
0: Noble, you know, romantically. I mean, I think he is looking at what he thinks or still imagines he can provide in football in terms, which is, you know, 15 years of experience at the top flight and the ability to pick out a pass. And, you know, he has a history of being a kind of tearing about putting tackles in, a breaker-upper. And Moyes may well see that as his sort of positive attributes. But unfortunately, I think, you know, I agree with Sam. I think that that is all outweighed essentially by his lack of pace. Uh, because yeah,
1: and the lack of pace means he can't function as an attacking uh, central midfielder. So he tends to play slightly deeper when he plays and, and Suchek, as I say, slightly pushed on. But then Suchek's natural game is making late runs into the box and, and getting ahead for sort of long, long kicks out. But on transition, Suchek's usually back covering the defence. So you've got three of them back there. Covering defence. And it meant if you looked at average positions, I mean, Antonio once again was a lone, isolated yeah. front man with nobody getting anywhere near him. And I think, you know, Bowen put in a shift. He huffed and puffed. But, you know, he, uh, he's not, as you say, Sam, he's, he's not the creative, skillful player that, that Ben Rama is.
2: Ben Rama um, should have played with Bowen. Ben Rama yes, can actually, he's small. He's not a big, strong sort of lad to look at. But what he can do, what we did was we couldn't retain possession. Yeah. When we when we run the ball back. So it was a it was a matter of just waiting. I was just waiting mm-hmm. for them to score. That's all we were doing. We were going, Oh, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah. going. Eventually you'll score. Right. And yeah. I knew that was going to happen and it did. And they should have scored more. Ben Rama they, is they a player, he's not the sort of player who holds it up in the sense that, say, Antonio does, where he's big and he can just like stick his ass out and hold the defender off. But if you can play it up to him. He will be able to he he because he's so skillful in tight spaces. He can have three men on him, and he'll either wriggle out yeah. or he'll win a free kick. And that was exactly what we needed yesterday to yeah, just like give us some respite. Like Joe g- yeah, just give it give it to Ben Rama, him and him and Antonio up front. I would say that's an absolute nightmare for defenders. Those two, you know, because yeah. one is just so strong and pacey and direct, and the other one. It's really difficult to defend against because he's just got these fast feet, and you will or, and you will always run the risk of committing a foul and giving away a set piece. You know, I, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's, I think it's wrong to think of playing Ben Rama as like, oh, it's it's overly attacking. You know, and we've yeah, got to yeah. be more conservative. We would have retained <coughs> the ball so much better with him rather than no ball. And then Bowen, fine, you know, Bowen can do his running up and down on the right, although although it's a bit off what we're talking about, I read an interesting thing from someone, I I can't remember who posted it, on your Facebook page today, saying we should sell Bowen in the summer because we'd make a profit on him because he's done well. But when you compare him to people like Lingard and Ben Rama, you realise that he might not be... When we first got him... He kind of almost elevated the team a bit because he was—he looked like our best attacking. Threat.
0: Not almost. I think he did. Yeah, you know? and, and that
2: was only about a year ago. Kept and you up. go, oh wow, Kept we have got this player. He's—he's—he's not to supper notch now. After a season that we've had, where everyone's played really well, it's like the bar has shifted up significantly. And now his comparisons are Ben Rama and Lingard, and maybe, I mean, I that you know, I like Bowen. I think he's a good player, but maybe what he doesn't have is that thing that Ben Rama and Lingard has as like a killer final ball or a killer trick that will take you through against the fast against the very disciplined. Well,
1: well he came he came having scored lots of goals for Hull City as mm-hmm. as a bit of a kind of goal scoring midfielder, mm-hmm. but a lot of those goals, if you watch his highlights reel, are cut in on the left, hit a low shot, yeah, and Premier League defenders are too good, too too wise for there isn't the space to do that. You know, yeah. you, there are very few players uh, other than the really best who can just regularly have their one trick that they can't... You know, oh, you're, you're, he's well, not like, iron Robin,
2: Like you know. Or Yamalenko, yeah.
1: <clears> He did it
2: twice in Yarmale. his first sort of month at West yeah, Ham. Exactly. And then he's been trying to do it ever yeah. since. <laughs> and there are many games where it's literally all he does. Yeah. <laughs> and he did it. he did it twice against Everton in his first game. And then last season, he was... He did it against Chelsea, and the Chelsea manager was so furious with Rudiger, the the, yes. the 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 centre back, for letting him do it. Because it was like this is the most schoolboy thing. Everyone in the whole Premier League knows that that's the only thing that guy can do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? So don't let him do it. And that that's... guy got he he was he was hounded out the Chelsea first team for a year. As a result, he's only just started creeping back in. And uh, and Bowen yeah. is is you know faster than Yarmolenko and more energetic and just fitter and younger but similar in that sense in that I mean there were a couple that. of
1: moments in the game last <coughs> night where I mean he basically doesn't trust his his right foot at all mm. so there were a couple of moments there was one moment in particular where we had a really promising position down the right and he just it was just screaming
2: came inside
1: knocking curling a really good yeah. right foot across. But he stops, comes back on his left, and the ch- and you know the chance is gone, and um, you know not quite getting onto that throw-in from a, you know from which is a little throw-in move we play a lot, isn't it? The little mm. one over the top, and the guy breaks the run inside. You know, it didn't things those things didn't quite go for him? I, I think there's something in that argument that you could potentially. Upgrade. On, you can make on, a profit on the kind of player on, he is. You can but, make
2: a profit on Bowen because I, I don't yeah. know. I think I seem to remember he cost about I can't remember. But the thing is, what he's done is he's had a decent year in the Premier yes. League.
0: Yeah. And
2: yeah. so he's got to be worth a bit more. And he's exactly the sort of player who maybe a team who've just been promoted with a few quid to spend would think, well, that could be a good addition. Because he, he will chip in with goals. You know.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I think we'd have to, you know, the 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 formula for sort of selling Bowen would probably have to be for me. We keep Lingard, course, and we yeah. really invest in, in a top striker. fucking flight striker because mm. at the moment that's what Lingard is for us. You know, I mean, people were sort of saying when when Fulham bought that kind of Marja guy who's with them mm. now, why didn't we do that? Why didn't we do that? Well, we got Jesse Lingard. Mm. <laughs> he scores goals. He's who's that? Bet- He's I mean, better than that guy. It, and it, also, we didn't have to pay for him. You know, we got him on loan. I get,
2: you know, we've given Moyes a little bit of stick, which is rare, right, for, for any of yeah. us this season. But just to rebalance that, because he's got a lot more ticks against his name oh, than crosses. Sure. Oh, yeah. and, on. and one of the amazing things is really most West Ham fans, nah, was it most? Certainly a lot of West Ham fans in January were pretty in. You know, a lot of them were against Lingard signing because they thought it was at the expense of signing the centre forward. And people were like, well, a winger? We've already got a load of wingers. Why are we yeah. signing him for? And it was bloody Moyes. You know, he stuck yes. to his guns. He said, I'm mm. not buying a striker unless the exact right striker's gone because then I'll blow the money that might be better spent in January. Trust me, this guy's going to be amazing and he'll give us that extra the team are already doing well. This will give us that extra 5-10%. to 10%. Reminds yeah. me of when under Pardew, we were already doing well. And then in January convinced the board to sign Dean Ashton. And yeah. it's the, the the rarest thing in the history of West Ham is to invest while you're doing well. Yeah. We have always yeah. been the guys who've gone, oh, we're going down quick yeah, by yeah. John Hartson and Paul Kitson, yeah. or whoever it was, or or under Kerbishley. when it's oh quick, and they went out. The Icelandics took over. We went out and signed Upson and Neil and Boa Morty and loads of. You know, it's always panic buying when you're at the bottom. But then when we do well, it's almost like whatever board we've had over the years have always thought, oh, it's fine, we're doing well.
0: Yeah. That's get a couple, get yeah. a couple
2: of weird foreigners that no one's heard of and see if that does anything. You know, yeah. but there, there was only a couple of occasions. Ashton's one of them, Lingard, a bit different because he was only alone. But that thing where you think, we're doing well, what if we sign an extra attacking player to make him better? Because players like coming into a team that are already playing with confidence.
1: If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean Cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike Cooler.bike e-bikes that are cool AF
0: I mean that, that the ability too. I mean, obviously, we had these uh, you know, the absentee because of um, you know he can't play against his old team and and the injury to Four nails, But the ability to sort of rotate those players has been really good to be able to give uh, Bowen a game off because he does run hard in games and and then Ben Rama well, comes also, in. That's also, been a really good thing to have. It's you know? also
2: not just because of his fitness. I think it's to like give him <clears throat> Four Nows and Bowen were were pretty much guaranteed starters. Um, yeah. Uh, before first ben rama joined and then lingard and now then you know it's sort of like it keeps everyone on their toes because yeah, there's yep, no guaranteed yep. starters and in fact antonio next season if we do go out and sign a 40 million pound striker antonio will probably be backup striker and in the sort of rotating team of wingers well, he- I heard- he was I, actually I think, playing on the yeah. left a lot yesterday. He was playing
1: down yeah. Yeah. on the side well, it, a bit more. That's
0: his natural... I think, yeah. he, I think he likes... You know, and we mm. like him to have a run at goal. We don't mm. want him to be a goal hanger, really. No. But, no. You,
1: you know, you need the <laughs> squad. I mean, the idea of, of having, you know, uh, Antonio as someone you can bring on for 25 minutes mm. to run at a tired defence, you know, and, and to uh, bully tired centre-backs... You know the idea at the moment it's all though you know all the striking eggs are in the one basket with him aren't they and and we knew that that was going to be um that's a high risk situation but i think you're right you know i think Moyes did stick to his guns and he should be praised for for the transfer um windows that we've had so far and the transfers that he's done so far we've all we've all celebrated the deal so so foul you know whatever we think about, Bowen, Bowen has been a great it signing a, it was a
2: great signing um, i think i think ben rama will turn out to be a great signing
0: yeah i, hope I think right. he's great i think yeah. he's terrific I, you're right. I i you know i i you know there's the, there was sort of criticism leveled at him for not scoring goals but this is a this was a guy that's just been one of the 11 men that's won 2-0 you know yeah, that's yeah. you know just because, because he didn't getting, score the goal yeah, i mean bloody yeah.
2: hell, some of the assists he's got i mean yeah. i would say assist of the season for west ham was I th- it was it against Villa where he played a first time ball through to Suchet for the first yeah. goal. Yeah. And it was just like, it was the ball came in quite fast. He just played yeah, it first time and it was pinpoint straight through and he's got that vision and ability. Yeah. The goals yes. will come. It's, nothing's ever certain, but I, I look at him, I think he's already a good sign in. He could turn out to be yeah. a very good sign yeah. in once he adds yeah. more. And he's only going to get better. He's young. He's only going to get better and better, isn't he?
1: I agree. Um, yeah. Yeah. Someone who again <clears throat> worried me a little, although to be fair, he is just being used as the utility filler spaceman at the moment it was Johnson.
2: Mm.
1: Um am um, you know, he had a he had a good game a few games ago. I forget who it was against. But then his last couple of appearances have been less impressive, haven't they? And, mm, and yeah. He, you know, he was, um, uh, he really should have done, I know, obviously, Dawson got the own goal, as it were, but um, he really should have done better at that corner at the, at the, at the near post. He's up against McTominay and he just got bullied by him, really. Mm.
0: Um I wonder if it is that he's on his wrong side. You know, yeah, it, it it, it, you know, a couple of games ago when he was kind of left wing back, he really fell short in kind of the I attacking it, side. It's, it's bloody side hard,
2: things. I think, going down that wing. I mean, God, it's a distant memory now. But we started the season with Masuaku yeah. playing down that wing. And we were flying. And then it came out of the blue, didn't it? He suddenly gone, oh, got to have an operation, lads. Yeah. And you're yeah, like, yeah. Jesus. So we had to change everything but. I've forgotten about that. And that thing of having... Because we're always playing left-footed players on the right and right-footed players on the left, which, fine, can work. But it's really nice if that can be supplemented by an overlapping full-back or wing-back.
1: Absolutely. Who yeah. can
2: just get right down that line and send a crossing. Masu I mean, he was never much copper at left back, but left wing back, he's sort of almost like someone who'd been, if he was a robot designed <coughs> to play in that position.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And, yeah.
2: and so it's really hard when you've got a young lad who's going to be a bit more nervous on the ball. I think he's, I think he's very good on the ball, but it, it is hard when you're getting it and you're the guy who's overlapping. So then you've got two guys cutting inside from the yeah. left onto their right foot. Makes you very unbalanced, doesn't it? I mean, yes. he, I, I would have preferred him to have started with four in defence, really. Um, I agree. Cresswell totally. is going to be fine in that position. Maybe, maybe they're worried about Cresswell's pace sometimes. Maybe if we're playing against a team who've got Well, James pace is quick. Down. He was up
1: against... You know, the one mm-hmm. thing that that Man United team had over us was pace in Rashford, James, Shaw. Greenwood. Fernandes, Greenwood. They, they they had some pace. And he was obviously worried about that that pace. And, you know, we aren't quick enough... Defensively, to to play too high a line, uh, and he t- he tends to play quite. And you know, we do tend to sit back deep and and, and attack teams on transition, mm-hmm. and we do get the ball front to back when we play well. We get the ball front to back quickly, and as mm-hmm. you say, kind of noble is is a problem with that. But we also need to get someone close enough to Antonio to. For when he does hold it up to you know to get yeah. those little layoffs, and that's normally for out, who's buzzing around and picking up those loose balls in midfield, <laughs> it's um, been going so on for really years, really... yeah. It's
2: been going on for years. Our fullback, then we finally solved <clears throat> the right back thing with Kufao. But the truth is, the left back conundrum, oh, yeah, exists. absolutely, yeah.
1: Because yeah. Press,
2: Presswell's had one <clears throat> like his best season in years, possibly his best season ever, fantastic at. Uh, I actually prefer him at left centre back because it means you're not less dependent on him getting up and down. But even when he plays left back, great. And like I say, Masuraku started in left wing back, great when he's back. But really, we need a dedicated, a fast
0: left, yeah.
2: young, Absolutely. someone to succeed Cresswell, you know, yes. <clears throat> um, who, no who, who is, you know, uh, and, and we want someone top class. I don't, you know. If we can find another Kufaar bargain, then that's great. But you need someone who is going to really add something to our attacks and be able to be young and fit enough to shoot up and down, defend well, but also get up and get crosses in. That would be a massive addition. Because when you look at this team, I don't think the season can be regarded. I I think whatever happens in the next 10 games, short of us losing all of them, this is going to be a successful season.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: Even if the results go really badly, we finish 11th. You're still going to look back and think,
1: Mid-table wow, finish that, was,
2: that, off, was a, yeah. that was a great season. We had some great times. We have, we flew yeah. close to the sun at, uh, in moments. We'll yeah. take that. How do you move this team on? I mean, obviously, we know centre-forward, the, you know, is the key thing. But there are a couple of other bits and pieces of yeah. this team.
0: And left-back is one of them, you know.
2: Left-back's one of them, uh, yeah.
0: Understudy for Rice and Suchek.
1: Yeah, or going one not understudy, gonna just...
2: Just sometimes a third player in there, like there was Competition no Position
1: rotation, was, another, another yeah. first teamer yeah. in that position. A I young, think. Yeah.
2: athletic Definitely. midfielder. Who's yeah. thing about those two is they're so fit, you know, and they're everywhere. And yeah. it's really hard to get another player like that who's so capable on the ball, as they both are, but also... Are just relentless in the way in which they get all over the pitch.
0: Yeah, but that's and, the, you know that's another gonna, player like
2: that. If you had a third player in there doing that, yeah, fantastic.
0: I mean you know it probably doesn't have to be quite as good as those two because those two are no. brilliant. You'd look They're very young,
2: though, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean you can't.
0: Yeah, I don't Someone think there's anyone bring, yeah. as
2: good as Rice in that position no, anyway.
0: I mean, no. we you know, I thought it seemed a little rash. We've sort of said this a few times. It seemed a little rash to get rid of Cullen because Cullen seemed like he might be someone that could sort of come into that position. But, you know, maybe he wanted to... Coventry,
2: go... some people yeah, rate Coventry, Coventry. But with these yeah. players, I think they've been around and been talked about for so long that if they were going to do it, they'd have done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <clears throat> um, yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think left back, striker, and another central the midfielder fielder. are absolutely essential. And then anything on top of that, you know, actually, it's great that we're. I, I feel we're we're sorted at right back definitely because Kufal yeah. is great. And I like great. I like Fredrick's Fredericks. I like Fredericks. Yeah, and actually,
2: Fredericks had started just before he got his injury. Fredericks was starting to be utilized at, at right right In midfield. Front of him. Yeah. yeah, and I think yeah. that, that that works for me as well because. He's not sensational on the ball, but his pace is so incredible. Yeah, he's that it's, yeah, it's yeah. terrifying for any opposition fullback, I think. He's gonna he's gonna outpace pretty much any fullback in the league, yeah, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I think we've got Johnson, Kufel, and Frederick. So we're fine yeah, on yeah, that yeah, side. Absolutely. But left back is yeah, still an issue.
0: Yeah, and that, and um, I think Jim's right. I think the last, uh, you know, Johnson, bless him, has looked a little bit suspect in the last few games. It's not, it doesn't sit that well with him playing on the left side as a wing back, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it it's does, you know, just to sort of, Draw a line under it. I mean, I wonder if just Moyes is, you know, maybe Noble is brilliant in training or he's sort of imagining a, a 2012 Mark Noble or something and putting him in that because it clearly is a sort of notion that he's going to have a bit more game now than mm. Ben Rama or Lanzini and is going to bring some defensive qualities to it. But, you know, it is, you know, there's a, there's always that thing that, you know, armchair football fans are going, I, I know far more about this than the, the guy that's been managing in the top five for 20 years. But it does seem that those two two things, the, the fact that he does, and we've said this before on the podcast, seem to get a little bit of sort of starry-eyedness whenever we play a sort of yeah. traditionally top six team. But also um, what he's seeing in you know, noble in this context that's going to stop other teams scoring against us and provide lots of scoring opportunities because, you know, he's just not going to bring that to it. And so you might as well sort of play um, I mean, balls out and play them uh, uh, You know,
2: at Everton, he liked, like, Osman, didn't he? Yeah. He likes the sort of, like, a player he can depend, he feels that he can depend on. Yeah. He's always going to put 100% in He's you know, perhaps wily. Yeah. But, you know, we as fans are always going to think, roll the dice a bit, mate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And also, also, I think about Moises. Listen, you've got so much credit in the bank that you can afford to go out. Listen, you know, uh, on the one hand, we're all looking up and think, God, just imagine if we're finishing Champions League. But ultimately, it doesn't matter. You, you no, know, no. It's like you've had, you've done incredibly well, and we would much rather you went out and tried to attack United and lost 3-0 you know yep. it's, it, you can't another season we wouldn't be able to afford to do that because we'd be fighting relegation so we would have to be very careful and think we're desperate for a point let's get a point Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: this season he literally has nothing to lose
0: now no, it was a free, it was a free hit that game. I think you know, it was it really a free was. bloody hit. Especially you know, you since, know. especially when you looked at um, what happened if we lost it, which is basically we just we're just fifth, and that's absolutely fine. And what about you to know, lose that yeah, game and still be fifth is great. C- so.
2: City, city, much better game, much better team than United, of course. But City beat us. With two, I wouldn't say they were lucky goals, but, the, you know, these were two, they they were not dominating us throughout the game. And if I felt, even against City, if we played with a bit more attacking intent, you know, we were very close to equalising in the last minute in that game Yeah, well. Yeah, we were,
0: yeah.
2: You know, I mean, yeah. there's so many games. I mean, I find it so frustrating because I look back at the fixtures through the season, the results through the season, and I, I keep spotting matches where I think, shit, we should have won that. Mm. Shit, we, we drew that, we could have won it. And you sort of think, just two or three of them have gone a different way. We'd be second, you know. We'd be second now. And the opportunity's been there this season to do even better than we've done. And there's a few crucial moments. And I think it'll be very telling how we approach the Arsenal game because Arsenal should be approached exactly as if they forget they're Arsenal. Approach it like you approach Leeds United or Sheffield United or Palace, right? But will Moyes be able to do that? Moyes sees the Ars- the name Arsenal the badge right and thinks right this is Arsenal so we're going to sit deep we are better than Arsenal this season right they yeah. should be worrying about us
0: yeah if we've got everyone back and fit you know I think that um I, you know he does um he sort of evolves slowly I think he has to he has to have empirical evidence that something new works and then he'll do it you know he does you know he has evolved he has changed you know and he, he is he is able to adapt he's not you know well, he yeah. a dinosaur. and i think the second half last night you know we have been sort of pouring a lot of scorn on the game generally but we were much better in the second half and i thought yeah. you know we looked better we looked more balanced we looked more creative ben rama held the ball up Barana was tricks ben rama was tricks in dangerous yeah. and made things happen and, and i think you know you'd hope that Moys will have sort of seen well, i would
2: that. bet this right I would bet. I've already praised Jim a lot because of his books and his shed and all. Rest of it. I don't mm-hmm. want to continue to praise Michael ass, but just to use Jim as an example, Jim, there is nothing when you saw the lineup last night. Yes, y- you could have told us without you know, like I don't know if you saw the scam on the royal correspondents who were tricked into reviewing oh, yeah, yeah, the interview yeah. before yeah, yeah, it yeah. took place.
0: Yeah,
2: Jim could have done that. Really well. He could have done a post match interview about how the game went in quite a lot of detail before the game started. Once it's in the lineup, right down to the in after an hour, he brings on Lanzini and Ben Rama to try and shake things up. But by that stage, it's too late. Right.
0: Well, we watched it together and I said that's going to be the change and he'll do it when they've scored one goal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But he should do it now. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: It's you know, it's hard. It's there. You know, yeah. those. I mean, the, I, I, think in a way, it's not. Imp- to use your term, he's seen enough empirical evidence that Noble, in a three with Rice and suche is not work. Doesn't work. It's not work. It didn't once. work in the first half against Brighton. Didn't work in the opening game of the season against Newcastle. It's, it's really, you know, it certainly didn't work last night. Yeah. So he has got to. Just put some trust in Ben Rama. I think that's the first thing. And say, look, against these these bigger teams, at so-called bigger teams, you know, you, you you're good enough to play and cause them problems. Um, and as Sam says, you know, they sh- they, sh- they should be worrying about. They'll be worrying about the problems we can we can cause them, and not just at set pieces. You know, it needs to be worrying about us from open play as well. Um, I watched the Arsenal Spurs game. I thought for bits of that. Um Arsenal were good. I think they're a little bit better than they were. I big chance to beat them the was season, earlier yeah. in the season <clears> we didn't <throat> and we should have done. That was a game, Sam, that we should have won that we Definitely. lost, which is Definitely. the first Arsenal game. Yeah. I think I think they're a slightly trickier proposition. I think Partey has made them he's good, and he has yeah, really and um, Gabriel they've they've they've, they've they were a bit of a spineless jelly, and they're beginning to get a bit of a spine mm. now. Uh, um, and that
0: sort of ruddy faced boy with the double barreled yeah, surname, sort of public really school.
1: What's yes. his name? Emil, Emil, Emil yeah. Smith yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Um,
0: Lacazette's like all. Oh, I'm glad we don't have Lacazette. We were really exactly. left with Lacazette, weren't we? Very and average. we were desperate to get him. And when we didn't get him, everyone hated uh Sullivan and Gold because we didn't <laughs> get Lacazette. <laughs> I think <laughs> He just <laughs> looks about right.
1: That's, yeah. that's
2: my favorite West Ham fan thing is that you haven't heard about a player ever, <laughs> then suddenly you hear about him, right? And then by the end of the day that you've heard about him, you Everything in your whole world view rests on him signing yeah, yeah. for West Ham, even though you've yeah, not yeah, heard yeah. of him a matter of hours previously. Then when he signs for another club, you are full of so much rage that you're you're wishing death upon some old men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like every single transfer in a regular clockwork. Like, and I say it as if I'm kind of above that, but I sort of do it in, I mean I try not to do it on yeah, social media as much as some people, but I'm like you know i can't remember the name yeah. of any of the center backs that we were supposedly close to signing last summer right yeah. but i do know even i can't remember their names i couldn't re- i definitely couldn't remember what they looked like i couldn't name the clubs they're playing at but i know that at the time i was like unfocused when my wife mm-hmm. and children were trying to talk to me on yeah. a lovely summer's day because all i was doing was checking my phone biting my nails and thinking, why haven't we signed this anonymous <laughs> yeah. centre-back, this centre-back from <laughs> <broad> <laughs> fucking <laughs> yeah. Ream or something like that yeah. from a <laughs> club I've barely heard <laughs> yeah. of. Fucking yeah. El <laughs> Sullivan, sort it out. You're making yeah. a mockery of this club. And <laughs> now I yeah. don't even know who he is. And Tito, yeah. oh, we've ended up getting Craig yeah. fucking Dawson. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Craig Dawson, <laughs> best centre-back in the Premier League. There are no. people whose
0: lofts are still full of the fireworks that they got when we bought Felipe Anderson. I know.
2: <laughs> was we a, really, it was sucked into street it's hilarious. with
0: white horses down Green Street when we it's got like,
2: in. The club shop did a DVD of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, of, what, of the check being signed,
2: just of the signing, yeah. they yeah, somehow yeah. stretched it out to a ninety-minute DVD.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. However, yeah. um, it will be Albamyang back to play us mm. and looking to prove himself having been benched for turning up late on uh uh, yes,
0: they really are a bogey team for us, Arsenal, aren't they? It's they aren't. like those, those defeats, like that 2 1 earlier this season, which we should have won. Um, we've talked about this quite a lot. Two games last season that we, we should have won. Uh, the last game before lockdown that we went to, we should have won that. Didn't. We lost it 1 0. Um, that just happened serially with Arsenal twice. You know why? Right? That 3 1.
2: Arsenal, like Tottenham, struck into games against West Ham arrogantly like here are our poor London cousins and their fans come out with all this sort of shit. I've got a bit of a soft spot for West Ham. You know what? Fuck your soft spot, right? All of you. I don't want anyone to have a soft spot. West Ham. I'm sick of hearing it. Right. It's patronizing. The difference, the reason Arsenal get more results against us in Tottenham is that we have a hatred for Tottenham that fuels our performances. Right. Yeah. And, and they, they are just as arrogant, and the arrogance um, breeds a slight amount of complacency, and we are anything but complacent against them. Yes, And we are true. driven by the hatred towards Tottenham to beat them and cut them down a peg or two, right? And that's why we beat them pretty regularly, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Arsenal, they've got all that bloody arrogance and swagger of Tottenham, but we don't hate them enough. Right, yes. we, we 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 sort of get complacent. We have to we'll play Arsenal next. Hmm. We're not we're not going. I mean, if we were playing Tottenham in a few days' time, I'd already be becoming very angry, inexplicably. I'd be childish. I'd be petulant. Right? Yeah. And the the, the you know the, the the players are aware of how much it means. I don't think it means enough against Arsenal. Maybe it did. I remember in the 80s, maybe, we we really hated Arsenal as well, but there's so much focus on Tottenham now, in some ways, we almost feel a camaraderie in Arsenal because of the shared hatred of Tottenham. So come on, Hammers, hate Arsenal more. That's what I'm saying. They're bastards too, you know.
0: Yes,
1: yeah,
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, no, I think um, there's something in that kind of deep seat. There is something about you know certain things are are deep seated in the in the DNA of, of football clubs. Aren't they? And, and there's something we've got some. It's a class thing, I think. Mm. We've got some kind of weird deferential respect. Arsenal. As if they're Arsenal kind are of the posh club, the, aren't the they? They're the club we could only ever aspire to be. Yeah, we're like the petty bourgeois. Yeah, and Arsenal—they the always. Do you who know wish who we what? could live in the palace? That Arsenal, that Arsenal are like. So wow, well, we,
2: it's a very classy yeah. club. They always come out with things like, "We like to do things a certain way." At uh, Arsenal, when you arrive at Arsenal, you will always be given a linen napkin. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's all that <laughs> shit, like. At West Ham, yeah. they wouldn't even give you yeah. napkins. At West Ham, well, we if you Serviette. dribble gravy down your chin, you
0: wipe <laughs> it with your sleeve. Um, right. I remember the first time I went to a game at the Emirates. That's uh, normal. I think we
1: uh, have serviettes. <laughs> yeah. First
0: time I went to a game at uh, the Emirates, it was like going to the theatre. At half time, they had this <laughs> sort of announcement that went, um, "The second half will begin in two minutes." <laughs> yeah. Literally, like a, it literally did do that. Yeah, and because I, I live near there, I sometimes sort of drive or walk past the stadium when there's a game on because I want to go somewhere else. And I heard it once after I'd been to a game and I was going, oh, God, they're still doing that. Second half. Yeah, the second half will you be You would in, care to, take, to your seat. take your seats. Yeah, please take your seats yeah. for the second half of the game.
2: You'd like to finish yeah. your half-time latte and return to your seat. Yeah. Um, the, you're wrong, though, Jim. It's West Ham that wipe gravy with their sleeves. Mill will eat from bowls on the floor. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and do you know yeah. what Mill will do when they get all gravy or whatever it is they eat all over their face? They lick it off like Scooby Doo does at the beginning of Scooby Doo. You know, when his <laughs> tongue goes all over his face, that's how they do it. Yeah, so yeah. that's the hierarchy. And but yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Arsenal, it's all linen napkins, dabbing gently, dabbing the corner of their mouth yeah, with a yeah, linen yeah. napkin, and yeah. that's why well, they look they, down yeah. on us.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: well, so yeah like you can fuck your linen
2: napkins. Look, Sorry, I've lost The problem is that we
1: look up to them. That's the problem. Yeah, That's I know. That's too much. I feel inferior um, to them. Inferiority complex. Mm. And we need to put that right.
0: I remember being on a bus uh, uh, and there were two um, sort of teenagers that supported Arsenal. Uh, And they were talking about their. um,
2: (laughs) And uh, I beat them up. (laughs)
0: uh, They were talking talking about uh, their sort of central defense. One of them was going, one of them went, um, yeah, yeah, I like Kashelny. And then he paused and he went, I'm going to get my hair done like him.
2: (laughs) (laughs) One of Uh, my favorite ever away day experiences. No, sorry, go on, Phil.
0: That's the thing I sort of think about a lot of Arsenal fans is that you see blokes in their late 50s with the name of a teenager on the backs of their replica Arsenal shirts they're really huge they're such huge fans of their players they get very teenage girly over their their players and they quite often only know Arsenal Arsenal, players they don't know any other footballers I remember being in the shower at the gym yeah I remember um I remember sort of because you know, the gym I go to is in Finsbury Park as well. So, I mean, there's in the showers, and there's football talk about the lads, and there's talk about England and the England right back problem. And the Arsenal fan there goes, Yeah, it's no Bakari Sanya, though. And I had to go, mm. Bakari Sanya can't play for England. Mm. <laughs> He's Everything. not allowed you due mean, to he... laws about people having to come from the fucking country they are. I, so, Bakari Sanya they can't play for England. They do that even for
2: for about non footballing matters. They do it about politics, they do it about their in their marriage. Yes. Everything's like, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, to his wife, is like, listen, I, I want to see a bit more grit, more like a kind of a, a Um, You're, 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 <laughs> yeah. you're playing yeah. too too much like an arsehole. You know, it's not what I need. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember when we when we beat them in that incredible run to keep us up in the Premier League that year when Tevez yeah. scored the, that goal at Old Trafford. But in that run, we we beat them. I think you two were there. But we beat them at yeah, the poker. Etihad. No, yeah. it was it was a, a, oh, um, a Bobby Zamora wonder Bobby goal, Zamora,
1: right? yeah, one nil, yeah. one nil, yeah. yeah. And, it was yes, by that that's right. and we had a Green great play the game of his life.
2: Had yeah. a great day, and they were in. They were sort of next to us. We were next to them. It wasn't like one of those ones where you were above. We were next to them and yeah. doing all that. Um, because the one thing about their fans is, I think Arsenal fans are very silly, right? They're the silly fans of London. They're like wallies, you know. (laughs) I think that's the best word for it. And then we're going to them, stand up if you hate Tottenham, right? And they stand up. And then so then everyone starts singing, sit down if you hate Tottenham. And they sit down. And then everyone starts singing, do what we tell you. You only do what we tell you. (laughs) And then the other thing we're doing, which is another classic West Ham away day, um antic is to stand do that let's pretend we've scored a goal right yeah everyone get up go mental and then start singing one nil to the cockney boys and unlike any other fans who realize they're just being weird ignore them the Arsenal <laughs> fans were getting very like what are you talking about <laughs> oh yeah, look and they're pointing at score well, look it's still nil nil <laughs> You, you don't, don't understand, understand the rules of the game. You haven't scored a goal. You can't say it's one nil until the goal <laughs> has been in the net. Ridiculous. So then everyone starts singing two nil to the cut. <laughs> <You laughs>
0: they
2: become more and more irate. So the good thing about the mans is you can talk them very easily.
0: Yeah. Yes, they're a very easy. We, one. we went to that cup game, Jim. that, Again, we lost narrowly one nil, uh, and Wenger had just announced his retirement after like you know 20 years of the club they didn't like sing one song about Arsene Wenger so West Ham fans just started singing songs about Arsene <laughs> Wenger for the entire 90 minutes of the game yeah yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah I know, they're, they're, and they ended up
0: going you know we like Wenger more than you and stuff like that
2: yeah I uh, mean it's extraordinary they're a silly bunch of fans really um, but we would do well to. I think there was more animosity in the 80s. I think it felt like almost Possibly. on a par with games against Chelsea and Tottenham. But somewhere um, along the line, we've let it slip down. And so the games just seem to pass too easily. Like I remember games at Upton Park and at Highbury, where the atmosphere was so intense, you know, so in, like being yeah. a Chelsea or a Tottenham game. And I just, I don't know, that sort of seemed to fade away at some point.
0: Well, actually,
2: the whole country sort of hated George Graham's Arsenal. Yeah, definitely.
0: Really hated were because they, they, they were just so And insynical. Don Howe, and Don
2: Howe. Before yeah. that, I, you
0: know, when I was growing up yeah. in
2: school, it was like, if you supported Arsenal, it was always like, I mean, obviously the cliche was boring, boring Arsenal, but it was sort of like you weren't really into football. <laughs> Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? If, if there was a kid at your school who supported us, you're like, Arsenal? Bloody hell, yeah, yeah. in the 80s under Don Howe. That was my memory of him, and then... George Graham yeah. made them even more unlikable. Worse, God, yeah. you know,
0: they sticking your arm up for an offside. Yeah, they 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 gave a you know they were really cynical. They fouled you in the centre circle just to break your play up,
1: knowing that oh, they wouldn't get carded. They did stop doing that. Yeah, I mean no, that, no. that they were they were immensely cynical right the way through the the, the Bengal area. They 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 played uh, some beautiful football, but they're all the and they you know they had a terrible disciplinary record for yellow and red cards. I mean, they, they that cynicism remains.
2: Yeah, I mean, D- yeah. Dennis Bergkamp, I I think remains the dirtiest player I've ever seen oh, in absolutely. the Premier League. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. just like horrendously dirty.
1: <laughs> I still have, I still, I still have quite, you know, um, subterranean rage about that <laughs> FA Cup quarter final replay when, when he got sent off and we and Abu hit the post but oh, the penalty.
2: What, the, the one we went hmm. to penalties? Yeah,
1: the hearts have got yeah. equalised and they went to penalties. I, oh, we so should have won that. I, I'm furious about that even now.
0: Actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I
2: remember that being a particularly depressing night. A, uh, um, a, a West Ham, I was fairly young and a much older, tougher West Ham fan tried to fight me in the queue to optimization just because he was so angry. Uh, people were yeah. so upset Yeah. And I was like, listen, mate, we're all upset. You don't have to beat me up. Come on. We're all West Ham. (laughs) It was one of those situations. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It Uh, was interesting.
0: Di Canio um, always played very well against Arsenal. Yeah, he
2: he did, didn't he? Yeah. He He liked to wind
0: them up. uh, That was interesting because it was like he didn't buy into sort of a general reverence towards them. He just went, fuck them, fuck them.
2: Yeah, and he no. liked to wind them up because yeah, Vieira wind, yeah. was a was a bit of an arsehole, wasn't he? And he'd come out and sort of try and he was he was just not having it to Kenya. He was like, "Fuck you!" And he wound him up. He got him. Did he get? Was he, he got sent at, he off? Spat a... at he
0: yeah. spat at Ruddock. Yeah, he Vieira spat at Ruddock. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah.
2: Brilliant Ruddock reaction. <laughs> 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 Ruddock just sort of like, "Oh, oh, he spat me. That's not very nice, is it, Ref?" <laughs> I don't know why he's got to done that. It's just not nice, <laughs> not gentlemanly. Yeah. Brilliant. My uh, talking yeah. of Wenger and um and Graham, it reminds me of someone I know, an Arsenal fan, went to one of these you know gala dinners things. Arsenal a night with at the stars of Arsenal, right?
1: Yeah. they've
2: all gone and they're sitting there, black tie, and a very a sort of an Arsenal legend. I'm not going to name him, right? But he's stood up and he's doing the old Q&A. And it's one of those things where there's no press or media, so you can be very open and everyone's had a few drinks. And someone said, you played under George Graham and Arsene Wenger and won the league with both of them. What would you say was the key difference between the two men? And this player said, very simple. Arsene Wenger wasn't a cunt. <laughs> Next question. <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> i remember i remember when um you know after uh tony adams had all these kind of drink driving problems and he sort of went to aa and he got very drink he got driving
2: very... problems it's a euphemism but <laughs> massive
0: alcoholism yeah, <laughs> he yeah. had his drink driving problem but he um <laughs> uh he did get into a car thing, though, didn't he? Didn't no, he did, he did. he kill, did, he kill did. I with just said, or something? Yeah. No, I don't mean he oh, no. did
2: that. I think he just, um, like, rammed it into a lamppost. But,
0: but he sort of got very personal growth, didn't he? And he sort of... Because um, yeah, he yeah, went oh, away yeah, a- a- yeah, a- yeah, a- yeah, and... Yeah, uh, And yeah. I remember Ian Wright saying that... Um, after he sort of came back from, from his AA and all his kind of personal growth stuff, that, that he said that Arsene Wenger would come in and give them some instructions before the game that they didn't really understand. And then he said, <laughs> and then Tony Adams would stand up give some rebel talk. We wouldn't understand that either. <laughs> yeah,
2: that <lady>. <laughs> <laughs> we amazing. didn't know what the fuck was going on, but we managed
0: to go out and win. <laughs> <laughs> and, and two speeches, and one yeah. was even harder to understand than the one before. Yeah. It's very funny. very funny, very um, funny. So we should probably do predictions and uh, wrap this up.
1: Um, so it's Sunday, isn't it? Sunday. Um, mm. Yeah, in, in the three o'clock. I think three Sunday. o'clock. Is it yeah. our place or their place? It's at home where we have right. been doing well. Yes.
0: So what
1: do you think, prediction, Jim? Well, I'm I'm concerned that that Moyes. We'll will do that. It's a big club. We've got to keep it tight for an hour and then we'll see if we can try and hurt them. And I think even I think I think right now I think they're a better team than Manchester United. And uh I think they will hurt us if we try and do that. So I think it's gonna be nil two. For Arsenal, wow.
2: Yeah. Mm. I'm gonna I'm just gonna try and be I think if we play like we did against United, we'll lose, but it's very rare that we've played badly in back-to-back games. Yes, that's true. Season. Fair point. Uh, so I'm going to say one nil to West Ham.
0: I think I'm going to say one all, and also get a draw out of it, which you know I'd sort of be happy. It's a nice with. spread of predictions, it is that, a, isn't a it? You nice don't often get that. Yeah. No, no. What was your Nil two. Nil two. I think. Yeah. Sam one nil, one all. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah that's nice a good spread. spread. Good night, nice, lovely spread. Nice to, it's
2: nice to see, isn't it? Sort of. Oh, <laughs> but it yeah. brings back this the old-fashioned spirit of the game that you don't get so much anymore. No,
0: no. People will like say the
2: same game.
0: People will say the same prediction now.
2: They do. It's yeah. all the
0: same. It's all it's all homogenised now.
2: Kids, they've all been brought up on these video games. Yeah, know, they don't know how for to, themselves. They don't know they how to, to predict. predict. Yeah.
0: No, no, no. Oh, you should, they all,
2: think it's all algorithms.
0: Yeah, that's right. You just went with your gut in the old days, didn't you? Your gut yeah.
2: instinct. You just you shut your eyes and you just predicted the first thing that you felt in your stomach.
0: <laughs> it was like beat <laughs> it was like beat poetry.
2: Yeah. Sometimes it was, yeah. sometimes
0: it wasn't even numbers, so it was just words yeah. or sounds. Yeah. Or just a gentle fart.
2: Yeah, and that would be your prediction. And it be, would stand.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I lost a lot of money in those days in mm. the
2: bookies. The old king used to go in for that, even. That's why he was so popular.
0: Yeah.
2: The one yeah. with the speech impediment.
0: Yeah. Oh, George, yeah. George VI. George do, yeah, yeah, George the he Sixth. He loved it. He used to do.
2: He used to do predicting on the wireless yeah, yeah. every Saturday, regular as clockwork. He did
0: the King's prediction. It was called. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saint Greasy and the King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Bloody Saint brilliant. the King, the Saint the King and Greasy. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean that was when supporting football was great, wasn't it? But...
0: Absolutely. can to go uh, back. Bank. Used to be at the game, and there would be the Duke of Northumberland next year. Yeah, swearing is swearing like and, no one was watching. And he'd offer, you like his, no watching. he'd
2: offer you a sip from his hip flask, couldn't he? Yeah. And and um. He'd knock his pipe out into your hand. Yeah. And they could do
0: that because they, <laughs> they, they were allowed. The aristocracy, yeah. And you'd you know? thank him for it. Yeah, you would. Yeah. yeah and yeah. you'd take
2: yeah. that home, the embers, yeah. and you'd give it to your children to
0: eat.
2: Give it, yeah. <laughs> you go, oi, <laughs> That's the Duke of Northumberland's pipe that's, embers there. That's so right. So think yourself fucking lucky.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because you could swear at your kids in those days, couldn't oh, you? Oh, yeah, it was encouraged. Okay, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's the early two thousands, isn't it? Yeah, that's, uh, that's right. yeah, yeah. Great days, great days. <laughs> well, this has been uh, this week's uh, stop hammer time. Uh, we've learned about <laughs> sheds and nineteenth uh, uh, century literature. Um, George
2: Eliot, yeah, a little, little bit about yeah, football.
0: Yeah. Uh, with me this week have been Jim Grant. Cheerio. Goodbye, Jim, and Sam Delaney. Bye. Come on, you irons.
1: This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? <sighs> ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
1: ChumbaCasino.com. No process. prohibited by law. 18+ terms and conditions apply. Website for details.